KCSBFM Santa Barbara 91.9. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Pia Ramos with KCSB News. This is the show that shares what's happening in and around Isla Vista and the UC Santa Barbara community. On tonight's show, housing local college students. Isla Vista is very crowded. It's not uncommon to have more than six students living under one roof. It's also expensive. A local activist group is calling on the UCSB administration to build more housing for its students. They claim that Chancellor Yang promised to build more housing for thousands of students years ago when the university received approval to grow its attendance by 5,000 students. The long-range development plan, which was proposed in 2010, pledged to not only cap enrollment at 25,000 students through the year 2025, but to also construct 1,800 staff and faculty housing, plus dorms for 5,000 students, according to The Independent. A coalition of local activists are calling on the administration to fulfill their promise of adding more housing. Currently, no plans have officially been approved. However, there have been proposals of dormitories being built in different locations on and near campus. According to a report from UCSB, Stadium and Mesa Road for Munger Residence Hall and Discovery Drive for Facilities Management Relocation Site. Charlie Munger, a 97-year-old billionaire who lives in Montecito, has said he would fund a new residence hall named Munger Residence Hall, but the financial gift comes with a caveat that the housing be built to his specifications. According to The Independent, UCSB spokesperson Andrea Estrada said the university is currently working with our developer partner to complete campus consultation over the summer with a goal of seeking UC Regents approval in fall of 2021 or early winter of 2022. Today, we speak with retired UCSB professor, host for KCSB and Inside Isla Vista, Dick Flax, for more on this project. The hat I'm wearing in this conversation is on chair of a community coalition called Sustainable University Now, the Sun Coalition. That was formed more than 10 years ago in response to UCSB's long-range development plan that it was developing at that time. And I was acting as a community leader more than as a university person, uh, make sure that the community's interests uh, and needs would be met uh, as the university grew. That was the issue. University wanted to expand its enrollment by 5,000 students. That has a lot of impacts. The plan includes a lot of development of all kinds of physical buildings as well. And over many years, in fact, when UCSB has taken these steps to expand enrollment and to issue new plans for development, community groups have tended to, and, and local government have tended to try to weigh in on this to make sure that there's a, a, a community benefit coming from the growth, because the growth has a lot of effects on housing, on traffic, on you know all of the ways of life in the community at large. After we raised certain issues with the original plan, UCSB officials met with us for a couple of years to actually hammer out a agreement uh, that was legally binding to meet certain standards and follow certain principles over the years as the campus developed and grew. We've tried to monitor that record ever since, and many of the issues that we were originally negotiating, we've been quite willing to, you know, welcome the university's activity with respect to, let's say, water use or energy use or climate change, uh, sustainability kinds of 
policies uh, seem to be doing a, a good job and sometimes a really great job in meeting these needs. Housing was a crucial one because the housing situation in, in this region, like a lot of coastal California, is under great stress. There's really no vacancies. You could say there's a zero vacancy rate when it comes to rental housing and affordable, certainly housing that's affordable by average people. And so adding more students, and it's not only students, but faculty and their families, new staff, new faculty, was clearly going to have an impact on the housing market of the region. And what UCSB agreed to, and what they actually were themselves initiating, was the idea that they would house thousands of students on campus who now up to now have not been, and also, and this is really innovative, a very large-scale commitment to faculty and staff housing in the campus domain, so that if there's a couple of thousand new faculty and their families coming to the community over the, over the period, starting 2010 and ending around 2025, the campus was promising to try to provide housing that, that would meet that growth as well as the student enrollment growth. And the agreement that we have with them, um, with the UCSB, provides certain metrics for when they need to plan for additional housing development. For example, with respect to student housing, they use the number of triple rooms in dorms as a trigger for new dorm development. And what the agreement says is when they reach 200 triple rooms, that should initiate a process of planning for new dormitory development. Uh, and they also pledge that they would never exceed more than 500 triple rooms before there'd be an expansion of dormitory space. So one of the dramatic things that has upset us uh, in the past four or five years, is the campus has grown much quicker than was planned. That's not within the control of the local administration. It's what the regents and the legislature have pushed for. But what does that mean? It means that not 500, but almost 2,000 uh, dorm rooms were triples before COVID. So they, they really exceeded that metric in terms of really defining the need for new dormitory space. So that's one part of it. However, from their point of view, an exciting possibility came into view, which is the offer by billionaire Charles Munger to build a very large dormitory that would house close to 5,000 students. That would actually, if that were built, it would actually take care of the amount they had pledged to build for dormitory new space. So Munger's offering $250 million to the campus. And the only uh, problem, uh, but it's a big one, is that he specified that he had final say over, over the whole design of this project. So that was announced around 2015, six years ago. And the Munger project was never made final uh, before COVID were 
in discussion with the administration about the this gap between the hope and the promise and the actual plan. And COVID then hits. And of course, student enrollment then was not a, you know, there was no student enrollment basically on campus. So the issue was sort of in abeyance. And all these time, this time we've been, first of all, expecting that the Munger plan would be announced as ready to go. But at the same time, we were very uh, cognizant of the pressure on the UC, you know, administration that COVID was presenting tremendous problems of adjustment of planning, decisions that had to be made. We waited for the news that the Munger Project would be forthcoming and also not wanting to, you know, take any steps that would put further needless pressure on the people who had to make the decision. It was uh, just a few months ago, though, that we decided, really a month ago, that we decided that we had to send a legal letter, so to speak, to the UCSB administration saying, you're not in compliance with our agreement, and we need to know why, and we need to have a redress. We need to get the plans back on track that you had pledged to do. That's the student housing piece. Now, the second piece, which is, if anything, more important, for the community housing supply is the staff faculty housing that was pledged. UCSB pledged in our agreement to build something like 1,800 plus family housing units within a mile of the campus. That was supposed to be housing that would be not only for new new faculty who are coming, but for existing faculty who might want to buy into these uh, opportunities because they're commuting from miles away uh, that we hope would stop that commuting. It's bad for the environment to have that much traffic as well as many other th- bad reasons. So the university has built faculty housing in there, but it hasn't been the housing that they promised. It's housing that's left over from an earlier development plan that is coming into completion. And so that's the second reason we needed to send this letter is that two years ago or more, they announced a project for faculty housing to be built on Ocean Road, which is the road boundary between UCSB and uh, Isla Vista. It's something like 500 plus units. This, this itself, it's only a part of what they pledged to build over, the, over time, but this would have been, would be a significant housing project in this region. This is called the Ocean Road Project. And they announced two years ago that they were seeking a private developer to partner on building this and, and managing it. And so far, they have yet, yet to announce that there is that developer and the project is actually happening. So the failure or lack of conclusion of that project is equally part of what spurred us to want to communicate at this time our concern in a public way. It's really important to realize that what UCSB said in this agreement, which I wholeheartedly was excited about, was that they were going to be partnering with the community in helping deal with the housing shortage in the community that the jobs housing imbalance, which is a phrase constantly used, people haven't, that means people commuting from afar to work here, that that would be helped to be overcome by what UCSB did during this development. So it's not just the specifics, which are very specific about what hasn't been done, but the overall philosophy behind the agreement that we hope to ensure 
will actually be be implemented. That's the story. So we gave them um, 30 days to send a response to our communication about these matters. And just today we got a response and the response uh, is, is about two things that I've already mentioned, the Munger Project and the Ocean Road Project. The Munger Project, they've announced after news stories appeared about this letter that we sent, UCSB publicly announced that there would be a process to have an EIR for the Munger Project. And the design uh, overall look of the Munger Project was published in the in the in the press, have you you've seen that? I assume. So this is a massive building. It's an eleven-story building, which is very tall, and uh, a lot of square feet. And um, and so now it's going to be scrutinized by everybody, and uh, they hope to have it completed. They now say by 2025. I hope so. I'm just wondering now what the reactions are going to be on the part of students to the vision. Uh, of Munger as it's implemented? Um, is this, is there approval necessary for the height of the building that might be a problem? I think there are some bumps along the road before the Munger project is actually uh, underway. So that's a concern because there will be more students coming back to campus. And that's the other thing that precipitated this, this letter was that we could see that in the fall, there was going to be a return of maybe 25,000 students, um, which is several thousand more than what was planned originally, but similar to what there was on campus a few years ago, you know, before COVID. So um, what's, what, what's going to happen? You, your generation of students still won't have the Munger dorm. So how are they going to live? Where are they going to live? Uh, is tripling up acceptable? Maybe it is. Uh, I think the, the administration um, kind of feels that although it may be crowded, it's also cheaper to live that way. So maybe that's a good thing for the time being. It, to me, that's a student, a lot, a lot of it has to do with what students feel uh, and what their reaction is going to be. And the um, Ocean Road project is still being claimed to be in process, but I I don't think they have officially stated that it is actually signed and sealed and ready to, you know, be developed. So those are the concerns that that continue. But we think that um, our letter helped make public more, and they haven't made their letter to us public yet, as far as I know. So. I'm not able to tell you all that they said in it, but it was a step forward in terms of providing more specific information about where the university hopes, what it hopes to develop in the way of housing over the next few years. So that's the story I wanted to tell you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate all of the context in the background as well. Yeah, would you say that UCSB is falling behind on housing? And if so, is this a problem? Well, it's falling behind in the provision of dormitory space for the student body. As a matter of fact, <clears throat> my impression is that compared to the other UC campuses, UCSB has never had as many, uh, the percentage of housed students, campus housed students, uh, is a bit lower at UCSB than it is on other campuses. So they, they needed always to even catch up with 
with that, let alone um, provide more than they have been. So they might say, well, we do have triples. So camp people are being housed on campus, uh, but in triple rooms. So that's one answer. As I said, I'm not sure if that is a good solution or not, but um, it's not a permanent solution. They don't say it's a permanent solution. The, the, the more uh, creative, innovative, and problematic thing is the provision of, on a large scale, of faculty and staff housing, employee housing. The UC campuses are not in the housing business for, you know, that kind of housing. But increasingly, given the housing shortage in the whole state, let alone in our region, uh, in order to even recruit new faculty here, they have to provide housing that's affordable. People don't want to take jobs here if they can't afford to live here. The pledges that were made are really important for the future of the campus. And as I said, I think they're lagging in what they hoped to be able to do by now. Uh, but why that is, I don't know, because I don't think it's that they don't want to do it. They being the decision makers, Chancellor Yang and the, and the administration want the housing. So why? what is the problem of having it built, of having it developed? What has been the barriers to it? And the only role we could play right now is uh, as citizens is to say, you know, blow this whistle and maybe that spurs more more action or, or on the part of those who need to respond to it. I think there's more to the problem than what is raised in this agreement. However, to answer your bigger question, there isn't adequate housing, not only for faculty and staff, but for graduate students with families, or maybe even graduate students without families, let alone undergraduates. Uh, young faculty who are recruited probably don't like having to commute 20, 30 miles a day to find affordable housing. Uh, they may not have families if they're young or children. So there's some idea that universities should take over, you know, apartment buildings that are already built in, let's say, Isla Vista or even in the wider region uh, and provide them for, um, for employee and staff and graduate student housing. And I think that demand is going to be heard more and more. That doesn't help the housing shortage in the region per se, but it's certainly something that UCSB has to, has to be thinking about in terms of affordability for its own faculty and staff and students. The organization that is demanding UCSB housing is a coalition of various organizations known as SUN, Sustainable University Now. Who else or what other organizations are involved in this effort? Well, the organizations in SUN are the uh, League of Women Voters, COAST, which is a sustainable transportation uh, organization, a group called Citizens Planning Association, which is concerned with environmental planning issues, Santa Barbara County Action Network, which I'm the chair of, is a countywide organization concerned about economic and social justice and environmental issues. So those are the group, groups that have uh, banded together around the SUN Coalition. Now, at the same time, and it's important part of the story that I didn't mention yet, the city of Goleta and the county of Santa Barbara also have agreements with the UCSB that bear on these issues we've been talking about. And they are concerned, as we are, with the shortfall uh, because uh, you know, the city of Goleta is where a lot of people who work at the university end up renting or buying houses and 
The proposed Munger Residence Hall uh, would house more than 4,300 students, making it three times the size of the largest existing residence hall. It was originally planned to be built on the bluffs, but the design specifications call for no windows and only artificial light in the bedrooms. The new proposed location is near Harder Stadium on the northwest end of campus. What do you and your coalition of activist organizations think of this proposal? Is it realistic that such a huge structure could be built here? It's not our uh, job to comment on the, the nature of the project per se. Uh, we understood that it was going to be a large-scale project <clears throat> that would meet the pledge of the campus to house that many students beyond what is now housed. And it's certainly, you know, if you were Chancellor Yang and were offered this very large contribution, you can't walk away from it. It's a very, uh, for many reasons, it's a very good thing to have offered. However, is it feasible in terms of height, size, and other variables that are going to be evaluated, I guess, by the campus development has to be approved by the Coastal Commission, which basically oversees development uh, in all land in California within a mile of the coast. We're the only UC campus that's subject to the Coastal Commission's uh, approvals, but the Munger Project is going to have to be approved by the by the Coastal Commission. So that's a big hurdle. I don't know whether the height is a problem. It's near the airport. Is that a, is that a, a factor? Um, these are things that I'm that people have said to me in the last few days about worry. Personally, I am most if I as a faculty member or retired faculty, um, I'm I would be very interested and concerned about the students' own perception of this. Uh, I've tried to correct the idea that there's no windows. The, the design is maybe of interest. It, it creates these sleeping areas or pods, and those don't have windows because they're inside the building, but they all connect to these uh, large living areas with big windows, a good deal of social space and study space within each apartment. So this, and the idea of having your own sleeping area, but uh, have this kind of social environment, that's Munger's vision. I don't know where he gets his insights into what students might want, but he was insistent that he had this blinding insight into how this should be done. So I don't know what happens. Hopefully there'll be a process that um, everybody will be feel comfortable with in, in, of conversation about this. Uh, Munger designed a dormitory that was built at University of Michigan. My concern, speaking as son, is that the timing may be off. In other words, how long will it take before the dormitory uh, development is completed is, a, is an issue. Speaking of community input and conversation, the university is holding a Zoom meeting a week from tonight, which will be on July 28th from 6 to 7.30 via Zoom to get community input. Do you plan on attending that meeting? If so, what would you tell the UCSB administration? Well, I don't know that I would say anything. If I want to observe it, I'm sure. But And it's a scoping meet, it's what's called a scoping meeting, where they define what the EIR, the Environmental Impact Report, would need to uh, investigate. And the EIR is a process for looking at the impacts of a project. An environment is broadly defined. So I, I wonder whether part of the EIR has to be student willingness to live there. But I would encourage people definitely to participate. If our listeners are interested in supporting your efforts, how can they connect with you? Well, I can be reached at rflax, R-F-L-A-C-K-S, at gmail.com.
Is okay. there anything else you would like to add? I'm hoping that people's attention have been caught and they, you know, it's always important for citizens in the community and especially, you know, right now, citizens, if you will, on campus to pay attention to these projects. What happens often is that after the project is well underway in terms of planning and development, then people realize it's happening. And that's often too late and really, it's very messy in terms of the process. So, this is a good moment to start getting interested. And thank you very much for the great question, Sophie. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. UCSB Housing is an ongoing story. We will continue to cover this developing news. You've been listening to Inside Isla Vista. Thanks for tuning in Wednesdays at 5 p.m. to find out what's happening in and around Isla Vista. I'm Pia Ramos. This is 91.9 FM KCSB.